Thank you for joining me. My name is Jenna Fortinsky, and welcome to my podcast, Simply Jenna. I am a registered psychologist and owner of Simply Counseling Services, a private counseling group in Calgary, Alberta. In working with my clients, I have noticed that I offer something different. The difference is simplicity and balance. I want to share that with you using this platform. Join me as we discover together how to keep it simple. Are you stressed? Yes, me too. <laughs> Was that the quickest response ever? To yes. <laughs> the best response. Oh, here's our episode about stress. It's a good one. Yes. And everybody is stressed. I'm stressed. I know. But before we dive into that, mm-hmm. let's focus on some happy right now. Yeah, good idea. Which is the excitement and overwhelming positive response to our podcast so far. Yes. It's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, part of having the podcast is is that we get um, – the statistics on people that are listening, mm-hmm. what platforms people are listening on. And um, so the response has been unbelievable. It's really crazy. It's so exciting. Um, but so happy to see that people are receiving it well and sharing it. And hopefully it's making an impact. I get lots of positive feedback through my work in private counseling. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Clients have given me lots of positive feedback and family and friends, of course. So, so happy to hear that people are receiving it well. Yeah. So that means that we owe a huge shout out to everybody um, to say thank you for continuing on this journey with us and for hanging in there as we've kind of fumbled our way through the first few episodes. And uh, we feel like we're in a bit of a uh, better groove now as the episodes roll on. Um, so thank you for tuning in with us. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, we are so grateful to each and every one of you. And um, we are just hoping that you continue to find it helpful and useful in your life. Um, and if you have any yes ideas or Please. if you have a scenario that you want us to cover, we're happy to do that. Um, so please go to the Simply Counseling website at www.simplycounselingservices.com and you'll see we have a podcast page there and you could submit um, your information there and we can tackle it on one of the episodes. So we'd be happy to do that for you. Yeah, that would be awesome. We would love to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's bite the bullet. Yes, let's let's get into it. So, um, obviously stress is a very, uh, top of the mind topic right now. Um, and it's funny because stress is typically like when we talk about it, it's given quite a bad rap, Mm -hmm. but, um, it actually serves an important function for us. And what is that, Jenna? So, yeah, so stress is a very normal and, um, actually a protective feature that happens in our body. Um, so stress is our body's way of letting us know, hey, hold on, something is not right. You're either doing too much or it's just in overload status. So it's an, a natural thing that occurs in our bodies and it's there for a purpose. Um, so yes, it is, it doesn't feel great, but 
we are and should be thankful to have it so that we know um, to kind of keep ourselves in check that we've got maybe too much going on. So uh, we are obviously living in sort of special circumstances right now with the pandemic. Um, So how has the pandemic kind of changed or impacted our sort of normal (laughs) stress experiences? Yeah. So we thought we knew what stress was. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, But yeah, the pandemic has just brought it to a whole nother level. So um, stress, of course, creates a physical and an emotional response in your body. And what's happened with the pandemic that I'm seeing and I've heard a lot of reports of is that it's for during this pandemic time, it's just been this chronic state of high stress. And so what's happening is, is that we have what would be our typical normal levels of stress and the pandemic has just brought it to another level so that we're much more apt to get over the top with stress and for it to be at such a high intensity because we're operating at such a high level already. So anything that's added to that, it just, um, it just multiplies and it's that much more intense. Um, So yeah, so it's it's interesting because, you know, up until last year, I I thought I knew what stress was and what stress looked like in, in people and in myself, but this pandemic has just really brought it to a whole nother level for us. Well, and it's been such a learning journey, right? Because we have all these unique situations now with extended working from home and So that typically means that in some cases, there's two people, three people, maybe working from home. Right. Um, You're living in smaller, smaller quarters in your house. Uh, Your house is now your office. Mm -hmm. Um, Your kids are potentially hanging around while you're trying to get your work done. There's a lack of control. We don't, it's so unpredictable. So there's all of these things that are sort of these unique challenges that we've never really faced before. In this way, right? Yeah, we're in this chronic state of not knowing what's ahead. Yeah. And um, so that's, of course, that's the first thing you're going to stress about is what's next and what's it going to look like. And we haven't had an answer to that for a very long time. And especially here in Alberta, we still don't even know any answers to that, right? And, you know, I know other countries in the world and other provinces have done really well with vaccinating and and kind of getting a handle on things. But for us here in Alberta, it's still a toss-up. So that's just creating so much more stress for us. And I wonder too about the um, the impact too of sort of being bombarded by it on a daily basis as well, right? Because whether you're looking on your phone or you're watching TV, I mean, it's in the news every day. So you have mm-hmm. this sort of constant reminder mm-hmm. of what we're living in and what we're facing, the unknown, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no there's no reprieve. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter, you know, how hard you might try, there's still going to be, like I said, that higher chronic state of stress. So that's to be expected. So I do think that at this point in time, I think it's better for us to normalize that we are feeling that way and that, you know, whatever we can do to just bring that level down, even just a notch would help everybody right now. Um, So we're not looking to, you know, we shouldn't have the goal of returning to pre-pandemic state of stress. Mm. I don't think that we should set people up for that because I feel like that's setting us up for failure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that it's normal that we are more stressed than pre-pandemic. 
Um, but I think that there's some things that we can try to do to help ourselves, you know, to avoid going over the top every time. And your words keep uh, coming up in my head of what you've said in the past around um, being easy on ourselves yes. and each other, right? Like that's what's popping up in my brain as you're talking is that's really good, solid advice for us to keep in mind throughout this episode as well. Yeah. So remembering for yourself that you're going to be quick to stress and reminding you know yourself for others that they're going to be quick to stress. So Yes, be easy on yourself and be easy on others. You know, we really don't know what other people are going through. And a lot of the times right now, we don't even know what we're going through ourselves. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. So just be easy on yourself. And so that actually brings up another important part, another maybe population that we don't often talk about that's, um, you know, just as as if, as affected as we are as adults, which is kids. Yes, um, so how does stress impact kids? Like, what would it, what does it look like? Yeah. So again, going back to the media and to the news. So there's tons of news reports that there's been more hospital admissions than ever for child and adolescent, uh, related mental health issues. Um, so again, that speaks to what's happening in this world right now is that the kids are feeling it just as much as we are. Um, so what's interesting about kids is that, um, kids are still getting to know their bodies and they're still learning how to cope with stress as much as they can. And so it might look different than what it would in adults. So I think what's important for us to do as parents or caregivers of these kids is to really, you know, take the time to check in with them and, and to have little conversations about where their head is at, what their worries are. Um, you know, how they're functioning on a daily basis so that we can be that outside perspective of where their stress levels are at. Um, some kids, of course, the younger populations might not be able to vocalize mm -hmm. it or, or use the right vocabulary. Um, but there's still ways that we can have conversations with our kids just to check in to see how they're doing and to make it a daily routine where, you know, maybe everybody in the family is talking about how they're feeling and everybody kind of takes a turn and just to let children know that we're there for them, where we have a listening ear and for them to be able to feel like they can share how they're feeling in a safe environment. So, um, and I think that's the best way to kind of keep track and to keep a baseline of our kids. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's going to look different. Um, stress is going to look different in kids than it will look in adults. And in saying that, <laughs> there's no real like clear cut, this is what to look for. Right. So um, I am a huge believer in trusting your gut. So as a mom, as a caregiver, as a dad, you know, we all have this intuition, this instinct. And if you just feel like something is not right, listen to it and, you know, start having a conversation with your, with your child and try to get them into a zone where they feel comfortable talking. That communication piece is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's helpful for us as adults too. Yeah. You know, when you're feeling stressed, it's uh, that's one of the coping strategies we'll talk about is is having a conversation. Right. So um, same for kids. And the other thing is is just remember that kids are always watching, and kids always have uh, little eyes. So if you are managing your stress and you're using coping strategies. Um, you know, give it a voice and let the kids know what you're up to so that they can see that you're doing the same and hopefully they'll follow suit. Excellent advice. So talking about sort of what stress looks like or feels like, um, what are some of those sort of physical or emotional cues of stress? 
So what's interesting about stress is that it's going to be very similar to the way anxiety presents physically. Um, so if you've listened to our episode about anxiety called the black hole of anxiety, um, you'll hear some of these same responses, which is, um, so you're going to have difficulty sleeping, whether it's falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, and then you're going to have probably like an achy body, some GI intestinal issues. Um, you're going to feel tired. You're going to have difficulties concentrating, um, and probably like the headaches, the heartbeat stuff. So either your heart is racing or just feeling like you can't catch your breath. So those are all um, physical symptoms of stress, which is very, very, very similar to anxiety. So then what's the difference between stress and anxiety? <laughs> the million dollar question, right? Um, so yeah, so when we talk about physical symptoms, they're very similar. So the difference between stress and anxiety is that we know that it's anxiety when the stressor has left the situation and you still have some of those same symptoms and same feelings. So anxiety would remain. Um, so your worry, your fears would still be happening, even though the um, what you're worried about is no longer there. Okay. Um, the other thing is, is that... Uh, Anxiety is usually something that's inside of us, and stress is usually about things that are outside of us. Mm -hmm. So stress is usually about, you know, like financial issues, relationship issues, um, you know, work, that kind of stuff, whereas anxiety is much more of an internal process. Okay. That makes sense. And so let's move into uh, a discussion on what do we do with this stress feeling? How do we how do we start to manage it? Yeah, so I've got uh, I've got a few tips. That I'm hoping uh, people can give a try and see if it'll help. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing that I usually talk about with my clients is coming up with three coping strategies that you can kind of put in your repertoire um, to help combat how you're feeling. So coping strategies are meant to just bring what you're feeling down a little bit. So they don't solve the situation. They don't fix anything, but it's just about managing how you're feeling in the moment. So, um, and typically we want to try using coping strategies when we're not already over the top in our feelings. So we want to try at a time when things are kind of, you know, level and steady and see how coping strategies work for us. Um, now there is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of coping strategies and, um, you know, we could probably do many episodes just talking about that. Um, so I think like my best advice would be just start a Google search coping strategies and pick the first 10 you see and, uh, give them a try, but try to narrow it down to three, you know, tried and true strategies that work for you or that feel good to you when you're not feeling great. Um, and then, uh, use those and keep them handy. So if you need to put it in your notes in your cell phone, if you need to put a little post-it note inside your wallet, um, write it on your mirror, just find a place where it's easily accessible until it becomes more of a natural process for you. And, um, and just really hold tight to those three strategies. So using them as early as possible when we're feeling stressed. Mm. So... Not waiting till <laughs> you're over the edge. Exactly, right? So really trying to, you know, check in with yourself on a regular basis and say, okay, if I had to rate my stress level on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being over the edge and 1 being like no stress, which is not possible, um, 
you know, give yourself a rating. And if you're sitting at in the pandemic, likely a six or a seven, that's probably normal. So as you're heading to seven, eight, that would be when you start using your coping strategies. Okay. Um, And then hopefully that will help you bring down your emotions in that moment. Um, The other thing to do is to really look at the commitments you have right now. So looking at what you have in your life that you're committed to that's maybe not necessary and trying to eliminate some of those external commitments that are maybe causing some stress. So um, how do you how do you make that decision? So I like when you look at your daily, you know, your daily routine or your weekly routine, really look at is, you know, if I'm going to do that, what is it doing for me? So going to work, yes, we have to go to work. Yes. Um, do we need to, you know, commit to doing um, to doing the grocery shopping on Monday night? Does that have to happen on Monday night? Is Monday night the best time to be doing it? Okay. Is there another night that might work better that might bring down the stress level for you? Can you do click and collect instead of going to the store? Right. right? So really looking at what you have in your repertoire right now that you're using or that you're doing every day and saying, is there adjustments that can be made to make it a little bit easier? Um, so exercise is a natural drug for stress. Right. So, so helpful. Exercise, fresh air, going for a walk, even if it's just around the block once, even if it's to the end of the driveway and back, opening the door, standing on your porch, get some fresh air, move your body. That will help with stress levels, of course. Um, and the other thing is, is to make lists. So make lists of Mm. what you need to get done. I like that idea. Yes. And we've talked about that. Professional <laughs> list maker over here. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes. Uh, but it just helps because it, you're, if you're stressed, it's hard to think of what needs to get done and it's pretty consuming. So if we make lists of, of what needs to get done, then at least we can be, um, you know, focused and can concentrate on what's important and keep your lists short, please. <laughs> so there is not 20 things that need to get done. There is maybe three things a day that need to get done. Well, and that's the interesting part about that tactic is that it actually forces you <laughs> to realize just how many things you have on your list. Yeah. You know, and and, yeah. it, and it is. It's a great way to do that that priority setting piece of it, right? So yeah. It's a fantastic idea. And then um, just as I mentioned when we were talking about the kids piece is, you know, have a chat with somebody you love or somebody that cares for you or somebody that's important to you. Um, and just let them know, hey, you know what? I've got a lot going on. Can I unload a little bit? And then maybe, you know, let them unload a little bit too. Just generating conversations that create a safe space that, you know, we're able to connect about how we're feeling and, you know, maybe get advice from other people. Um, but yeah, just having conversations is so important. That's excellent advice. Thank you for those those uh, quick tips, Jenna. Um, so I think we've pretty well covered uh, the surface anyway, <laughs> Yes. of, uh, talking about stress. So just as a reminder, some of the things that we went through, we're, um, talking about, you know, the function of, of what stress does in our body and that it is actually normal to, to be experiencing stress. Um, and just thinking about how it's a little different now, now that we've been living in this pandemic mode for a while that we are in constant sort of stress, mode all the time, um, which makes things a little bit more challenging. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about the uniqueness of kids and uh, 
um, making considerations for how they're experiencing stress and uh, sort of being on the lookout for that and how we can encourage having those good conversations with them to make sure that um, there's that opportunity for them to process their way through their own experiences of stress. And then talking a little bit about what it looks like from a physical perspective of some of the symptoms that we might see from experiencing stress and then how that differs from anxiety. And then Jenna gave us some really good tips there at the end about how to um, manage our stress levels as well. Anything else that you want to chat about, Jenna, before we wrap this one up? I think just that if you have tried the stuff that we've talked about and it's not working, then please reach out. Um because there should be a little bit of an impact by using the strategies and using them com- consistently. If you're not finding any reprieve, then please reach out. Um, like I said, we're at a very high emotional state right now. A high level of stress is normal. And if you just feel like you can't make a dent, then please reach out and get support. Excellent. Thank you. So our next episode. Yes. Tell the people what we'll be talking about. The people. (laughs) (laughs) You are the people. Um, So what we're going to be talking about is uh, comparisons. So we're going to be looking at comparisons across the lifespan. Yeah. That's a good one. I think it'll be a really good episode. Yes, me too. Okay. So as always, we will close this episode with a quote. It comes from William James, who's known as the father of American psychology. The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. Thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to share some important information before we let you go. While this podcast will give you strategies to use in your life, it is certainly not a replacement for attending therapy or seeking your own support. There will always be limits to what we can do on our own when it comes to mental health. And while we can give you tools and strategies, we know that they will not always work for everyone. There is value in telling your story and being heard. If you have tried the strategies we discussed and you're still feeling stuck, please reach out to us at Simply Counseling Services. Visit our website at www.simplycounselingservices.com for the services we offer and to learn about the other services that are free. You can also submit your topic ideas for this podcast on this website as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we are looking forward to our next time together. Take care of yourself.